welcome to Paul and Moses Play, a celebration of games and play, and a deep dive into video games and what make them so special to us. I'm your host, Paul Berberich, and with me, as always, is Dr. Moses Wolfenstein. Hello, Moses. Hello, Paul. We are back. We are back indeed, and it is... Is it dark where you are? Oh, yes. It's definitely quite dark where I am. It's been yeah. dark where I am for, for probably an hour at this point. Okay, yeah. Yeah, leaving, yeah leaving, I don't have that much of an edge on you, you know. Leaving work today at six, and it was raining, but it was like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it comes so here fast, we are. You know, yeah. when you slip past the moment you slip past that equinox, and just the darkness just comes fast. It just gets darker and darker. It does, and then we are illuminated by the comforting glows of our our little PlayStation fives. <laughs> are you referring to the blue light from the playstation itself? yeah even have a screen yeah on? we're just we're like warming our hands warming our hands by the by, by the or i guess the 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 orange is actually a little a little warmer or no sure. is blue flame blue flames hotter than orange flame in real life right i i believe so i believe that is in fact very much yeah. the case so yeah. we know what we're doing with that blue light. I, yep yep i i hope so i don't, I don't know <laughs> well my blue light <laughs> It has been on uh, a lot. More so than mine, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3, you know, um, we are still at this intersection where it's going to be far more interesting and uh, just, uh, you know, to hold off on any any further discussion much. You know, we sort of covered the basics, like when we had Severn on. Oh, yeah. And then you got into some uh, some notables in regards to kind of the realization of certain mechanics for the level that you're at and yeah. some uh, some encounters that you've had. Yeah, um, I am in Last Act week. 3. Uh, okay. Act 3 of 3 now. Um, and, you know... Has shit gotten real? Shit has gotten real two or three times uh, okay. since we last spoke. Yeah. Big shit has gone down. Big choices. Um and also your companions growing and changing like they are not static you know they are as mutable as as the player character um mm-hmm. and the the journeys that they go on yeah i i'm just sort of thinking about one companion in particular who i haven't really paid attention to or had in my party and i did go looking for the dude who could help her and he wasn't apparently where he was supposed to be so it's not 100 percent on me but it also wasn't a priority but i think she's gonna die <laughs> well and shit i was gonna ask you and also sad. can you potentially lose them like lose their trust and they part oh, ways for with sure you? yeah yeah i pissed so you off had shadow have, heart have you so yeah and that's Once, that but well it i was I don't know. To me, there's there's a difference between scum, save scumming. I was going to say scum saving, uh, which is very different. Um, save scumming. Uh, Hang on, let me go get my scum collection. Yeah, <laughs> where um, you are like, oh, I, you know, I'm I broke another lockpick or I I missed that critical whatever. You know? Yeah. Um, but sometimes you just want to see what's what. Like, what if I did that? Like, I just kind of have to know. Sure. And I might sure. replay this game someday, but this is kind of maybe my only chance to realistically see what would happen. And mm-hmm. one of them was, yeah, Shadowheart. And she was, I've never seen that expression on her face. And that actually, like, when you're watching the, these cutscenes play out and and the character's face is like where it, when it's like a, 
a close close shot on on their face like the facial modeling and animation it never misses a beat like it is so true wow. to life and they are so expressive and like um you know you you feel for these characters you know i i helped lazel realize one of her deep uh goals uh for for her entire existence and just like seeing her happy and you know her talking about how excited she was to have this this piece of it now um mm -hmm. not to mention you know she's my love interest so there's some extra there's that consideration there and, and role playing mm -hmm. that you know kind of goes into it um yeah so yeah it's absolutely phenomenal uh continues to be so yeah man there there's many many more things i could say but i think uh maybe i'll maybe i'll leave it at that um yeah mario, that's fair enough. mario wonder comes out tomorrow okay and i wonder if i will be able to justify it or talk myself into it i think maybe laura and i might split it and then sure the four of us can play but like um, does it do up to four player co-op yeah yeah oh nice okay cool but yeah, as far as gaming that I have done, you know, aside the normal farm RPG and, and the little things here and there, uh, it's been all Baldur's Gate. Yeah. So what do you think about this? Uh, this is now the third iteration of uh, Halloween and farm RPG. Mm -hmm. As so uh, as we're approaching the the actual holiday, but like you know, there were the the elements have been rolling out. It's become yeah, it's been making itself available. I've been just purely on maintenance mode with farm rpg for a few months sure and i did explore the haunted house a little bit but i didn't really engage with the, the mechanics um basically i go and i do the storehouse thing to increase your inventory every day uh check the wine occasionally and uh usually do the house of cards because the little blackjack is is, is, is oh fun. i haven't done the house of cards yet oh i Have might you? not have unlocked it it's That's a long problem. it's it's a it's a beast of a quest is that the corn of interest quest line? Or mm. is it it involves Buddy? So I don't think it's corn of no, interest. No, it's not corn of interest, which I haven't started corn of interest because I know it's going to be long and involve uh, an impossible amount of corn and corn oil. Oh, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, have you been enjoying the the haunted house business? Um, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely have. I haven't been going super hard on farm RPG. I'm, my maintenance mode is a little bit well first of all i still have unfinished quests right um but uh but my maintenance mode is a little bit more intensive than yours i think there's a whole set of like 10 things that i do every day i do all of all of my farm activities each day mm -hmm. you know my my coop and my farmhouse and my wine cellar i you know generally unless things are off kilter uh which i do have some weird soft patches i sell 10 bottles of wine and store 10 bottles of wine a day got mm -hmm. you know nice little little consistent thing um but yeah there's this thing that i've just started exploring a little bit because the quest just opened up for it um where uh it's called liberty to the captives and uh there are captured ghosts that you are trying to capture ghosts so the first mm -hmm. thing that happens a little bit earlier this month was the opportunity to get the what are they calling it the qed pack and then oh, you need yes. batteries um, that you need to craft. And then when you're exploring the haunted house, you can capture a ghost. So I'm currently at three, no, five out of 10 ghosts captured for this quest. Uh, help request. Oh, Sorry. Okay. It's not really a quest. It's a help request. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the, uh, the writing. I've been chipping away at, uh, at my cabbages. 
as well. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and yeah, you know, uh, I, I feel like, and I'll actually say more about this shortly, but that um, Magic and Wires is doing a really nice iterative thing with the game in terms of the seasonals. Actually, I'm not going to necessarily say more about that in particular in a little bit, but um, as we're in the third year of this, and so this is, I think this is the first seasonal because it, it is the first seasonal activity that happened in Farm RPG after the game dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's the first one to go through a third iteration. And, um, you know, uh, it's keeping it fresh. So I, I, it is part of my daily mobile game activities and uh, it continues to be something something that i'm doing and yeah i've got i'm further behind on the tower and i've got more of those end game quests open that i'm just kind of just chipping away at them i mean there's one of them i could complete but i need to slaughter some pigs for it again and i i hate doing that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i burned out on i didn't uh, name my pigs no uh, naming yeah. pigs. pigs shall not be named right i burned out on uh on cooking sort of i got it to level 70 okay and it had already be, be, begun to be quite slow in the leveling. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm good there. And the tower progress is really slow, too. Um, yeah. Because I've mastered and grandmastered what I'm going to. And the rest is like grinding. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I do want, because I'm at 179, and I do want whatever reward is at 180. Ah, yeah. So it, you know. And also stuff just trickles in your pets. So eventually it'll it'll get there anyway. So I'm I'm not too worried about it. Absolutely. Good stuff, yes. man. Good stuff. Yeah. And so I've been been continuing to have that. I was like, we haven't talked farm RPG in a minute. And uh yeah. like I said, I'll bring that up again shortly. Um otherwise, uh I haven't made any substantive progress in Outer Wilds, but there are a couple of things since I did just listen to the last episode. I had had some plays. You know, I've been a little bit stuck um trying to get to the high energy lab. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten very, very efficient at getting to the escape pod. Uh, on Ember and oh, getting down uh, down into the uh, yeah yeah down into the the Sunless City, mm-hmm. um, but and as I mentioned and you weren't hadn't quite realized this if you get up in your craft and pilot there fast enough you can get there before the sand starts falling off of Ash, okay. um, yeah which is pretty cool because that entire giant valley in the middle of it um, of Ember is like empty and you just right. you can kind of. I've tried flying through it. It's really freaking hard. Oh it's yeah, narrow. I remember flying through there. It's it's it pretty very far. narrow for your ship. I fucked myself up on it a few times now. Yeah, I've gotten the ship stuck on at least one occasion, um, which is always novel. You know, I, I actually did something similar to this on Brittle Hollow, uh, where I managed to fuck my landing up so badly that I exploded the ship. And as well, I guess I'm on Brittle Hollow now for this run. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> could always visit white hill station i suppose okay, yeah i think i probably did wind <laughs> up visiting white hill station but uh but yeah um so yeah i feel like there's something that i'm missing because when i followed the power cable out uh to try and get to the high energy lab which theoretically that should be the path the path to the high energy lab that's only available is you know from the sunless city mm-hmm. um but it seemed like it went through a narrow crack and that there was no other way to get there but maybe i missed something um, yeah yeah, I probably I'm still, did. Still curious to uh, to see that. Yeah, so yeah. So I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there point. with that. Um, I did finally kind of put one into one together on Ash with the uh, the clue that says that the towers on Ash are modeled after Whitehall Station, and that's basically 
giving you the clear sign that there's uh you know transportation paths uh at those towers mm-hmm. i i know which one will take me we talked about this briefly i know which one will take me to the um sun station um but it's a bear because it's got all these freaking cactuses you have to cacti whatever yeah. you have to navigate past and uh you know after losing all of my oxygen once by repeatedly deflating my suit i was like yeah i'm not doing this right now yeah it's tricky <laughs> but i will i want to go to sun station i'm really curious to see it um and it's definitely a sweet spot in the timeline of the game because um that um that spot isn't accessible super super early in the timeline mm-hmm. but then if it gets late enough then uh it's been enveloped by uh by the expanding red dwarf situation that you have going on um yeah so before the collapse and um yeah but i i know you know so i don't i feel like i didn't make any real substantive progress in terms of unpacking what's going on in the game mm-hmm. uh but I certainly have gotten a little bit smoother and and kind of like I'm around the corner from this. I really want to get inside that high energy lab. I know that it's like hugely, hugely important. I think also maybe I had not um, in the last episode, I hadn't found the uh, um, quantum moon tracker that is yeah. on Ember. And that's a cool device that they that they give you there um, and definitely allows you to pin down by putting that together with the signal scope you can pin down the actual locations where the moon goes to mm-hmm. um although obviously that's not going to help me get to the quantum moon only because i'm going to need to be in my ship to do that um so that's you know that that being you know you need to keep it in view once you once it's in its mysterious location five i'll need to keep it in view but uh yeah so these those pieces are still floating out there um and of course, some Apex. Apex has its new version of the seasonal event up right now, um, which has a, a kind of trick or treat mode hmm. that uh, allows your uh, utility items to give you the ability to borrow another Legends tactical or ultimate. I haven't really played around with it too much yet, um, but I wrapped the regular the regular season, so uh, really just kind of thrown on some Apex to blow off steam here and there. Nice. And uh, that's the last I'll say about that until the season actually wraps. Uh, and then I'll, I'll post more in the season a little bit. They did just release the Stories from the Outlands trailer. That's the preview of the... the it's We don't know anything about this Legend's abilities yet, but introduces the character for the next Legend. Um, and the trailer is pretty sweet. And it must have had all the Titanfall fans who are desperately hoping for Titanfall 3 instead of an Apex announcement. Mm-hmm. Um just like excited and disappointed because it totally has a, a titan battle in it it's oh, just what a tease super cool super cool titan battle do love seeing some giant robots fight yeah but yeah absolute tease and i mean of course i would like titanfall 3 as well <laughs> i imagine you would yes i i would like to think that respawn can you know walk and chew gum at the same time if ea is just willing to throw enough money at them kicking ass on the other hand it's a whole yeah other yeah, well, you know, I'm all out of bubblegum. Uh, I've been out of bubblegum for a long time. I better go to the store and get some bubblegum. So much for this episode. <laughs> we'll see you next week. There you go. Um, <laughs> but maybe so much for this intro. Indeed, so much for the intro. And uh, with that, I think it is time for the first segment of the show. It's time for Game Ranks. And uh, what have you got this week, Moses? You know, Paul, I was just alluding to this. Um, mm. I'm ranking Farm RPG. Hell I'm like, yeah. 
this is our 92nd game ranked. We're closing out our top 100. And I don't know whether or not Farm RPG will hang in my top 100 in the long run, as many of my long-awaited games eventually get finished up. But I love this game. Yeah. I'm ranking it at my number 87, actually, after Fall Guys and Above Tribes Ascend. Um, I, I'm like, it's not like I, I have new game syndrome with this game. <laughs> we, we've both been playing it since near launch, you for like maybe a, a month or two before me. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, here it is on its, uh, you know, approaching its third anniversary. Or no, it, it had its second. I don't know. It's in year three of the game. <laughs> and I've got to give it up for Magic and Wires because it would be very easy for this game to have become totally bloated by now. Hmm. Um, but the team uh, slash Magic and Wires, um, as new features are released into the game, there's nothing that breaks it. You know, somebody was asking on the Reddit the other day, like, Hey, I'm coming back to this game after being off for a while. Should I just like kill my account and restart it? Um, Because you can't have more than one account in the game. <laughs> and everyone was universally like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" Yeah, that's no. <laughs> why no, would you? Why don't. would you do that? <laughs> my response was, you know, several hundred orange geckos tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm on like what I I don't even know the fourth help request that asks for a hundred orange geckos. So I remember like, that. I remember oh, that. The, yeah. I'm like, I feel like I need to keep building tower levels because it'll probably give me a bunch of orange geckos again, as mm-hmm. it did at least one time previously. Um, but, you know, it's a really well-rounded uh, live service mobile game or mobile first game. Um, it continues to be engaging. I, I don't think you or I will ever be like as into it as we were in the earlier stage of Farm RPG where like, those help requests are just coming. And I mean, I do know the one, the one thing that would be vaguely tempting to kill your account and start fresh is I know the pacing of the game for early game is much better than it used to be um, on release that new players definitely have the benefit of having some of the, uh, the dead spots in, you know, in the help requests drying up filled out combined with seasonal events that come at a really regular pace throughout the year. Yeah. I will say on the topic of, of, you know, having its peak, of interest yeah. for us, I did go through uh, a couple of peaks yeah. with it, where like the second time it peaked was was almost as as much as as the first. I would say that's actually similar for me um, in uh, what I might call early end game content. When I started getting into early end game content, I was playing it really heavily again, mm-hmm. yeah, and like spending a quite quite a good amount of time each day, like you know, grinding stuff out. The whole game is a grind, so it's kind of funny when we talk about like, oh, that's just a grind. It's like it has been from the beginning <laughs> it's the <laughs> yeah. only rpg i've ever played where like you're like level five and they're asking you for hundreds of things right yeah <laughs> uh i think because on the roadmap uh cooperative farms is a thing that is mm. apparently uh you know at least an idea if not an active ve- development interesting so i can see if they brought that in and then maybe some sort of leaderboard thing that you and i might be re-energized that could be. And might want to yeah. make our farm, you know, the the top farm in North America or whatever. Unlikely as that particular goal might be. Although, I, who knows, if it's a multiplayer co-op, we could try to form a coalition with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of the other farm RPG players. I, I haven't gotten on the Discord or anything, but something like that that would add, uh, you know, an even bigger layer of um, collaborative potential. Um, that could potentially be enough to have me engaging with the community not just on the subreddit yeah because the subreddit's like very very ca- it is a very casual reddit it is very very like low-key 
Um, but it's nice. And it's nice when you get to like weigh in with an opinion that could be helpful to somebody. Yeah. And it's small so that stuff like that stands out. Like you can really, yeah, you can, you can be the one to, to help somebody out. Yeah. You might be the first person to give a post or you might give a, you know, counter opinion on something where there's more than one take about how to prioritize stuff. So yeah, that's my shout out for Farmer RPG, uh, my 87th rank and uh, the 92nd game that I have ranked. All righty, very good. Well, for me, the 92nd uh, in both categories for me is this week's rank uh, Mount and Blade Ooh. on the personal computer. I know it's had multiple iterations. I'm talking the the uh, the the OG, the OG Mountain Blade, a game you know that came out so long ago that I think all th- at least three and maybe all four uh, brothers in my family uh, played it. We all had our different strategies and stuff, but it's a it's a third person medieval combat simulator. Two thousand seven, maybe. That seems about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. You are, it, it was basically the, the, you can kind of be whatever you wanted, but we would often be uh, horseback archers, which is like super challenging, but so much fun. And the you game would actually, laughing. Like, you could be whatever you wanted. I, and this run, I'm going to just be a peasant. I'm going to be <laughs> digging in this field until some knight rides up and beheads me. I mean, it's close. You, yeah. you could almost, uh, almost be not the, quite, but yeah, the dirty yeah. peasant. Um, and the, the the game would uh give you the challenge rating of the shot that you just took as long as the shot connected yeah it would be like that was a 59 out oh, of 100 cool. in terms of like difficulty and um those long long shots from from your bow and arrow uh on horseback um super satisfying and fun and then you would eventually recruit a bunch of dudes with you who would like you're the only one on the horse, so they would all charge forward on foot, you know, screaming battle cries and then clashing with the enemy. And then at the end, when you wiped out everyone, your your whole band goes like, yeah, and like raises their weapon. And then you could do like the wind up to an attack and like sort of hold your weapon up too, and like, you know, and you could leave it on that screen for as long as you wanted it. And the, the choruses of cheers, they would just keep nice erupting over and over. Um. I love or, that little emergent element that you have there yeah. too, which I'm sure like probably by Mountain Blade 2, they had some of those types of things ironed out. But I know one one thing that I heard a lot about this game is that it's great, but there are these elements that are not quite in there. Mechanics that you want yeah. that aren't quite there yet. Oh yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of rough, you could also just for fun, like you would go up against 30 crossbowmen just yourself on your mm-hmm. horse with your shield and you were just your shield is just getting peppered with with bolts and you, nice. you die you have no hope but sure that, that desperate like charge and you're trying to block everything um and then you could become like a you know a king or you could marry people all sorts of mechanics that i barely engaged with for me it was just uh wanting to do the the combat encounters and stuff um Eventually, they added sieges and and all kinds of stuff, but um, it was one of those sweet spot games where, like, yeah, you no, know, uh, three or four of us uh, living at home, and we could all engage with this with this thing and compare notes, and you know, um, so yeah, Mount and Blade is my ninety second game of all time. Man, ninety two games. 
we've had yeah. like a, a little bit of a challenge with our schedule here uh, mm-hmm. in the last few weeks, but I don't know. It's going to be a close thing. We're going to hit our 100th episode before the end of this year. Will we hit our 100th game before the end of this year? It is theoretically possible. Uh, there are whatever, like 10 weeks left, right, right. in the year. And my so, schedule is a bit more open-ended now. Um, so it could it could happen. But, yeah. you know, but I also have the thought, and this is a little bit meta, <laughs> kind of transitioning segments here, um, that it might be kind of cool if we pace it out so that it, it, this now this won't happen i was gonna say we'd have to really slow roll it which i don't think we want to do to have episode 100 be the uh year end for 2023 we'd have to deliberately skip a few weeks to make that happen yeah although we've in it we've accidentally skipped weeks or you know what i mean like weeks yeah, have been yeah. skipped regardless uh so uh but but we'll see anyway as i said a little bit meta uh, yeah. uh but uh thank you all for bearing with us as we talk about talking about the podcast Yes, thank you, everyone. Everyone, yeah. everyone. <laughs> this is our this is our version of the adventure, the the adventure zone zone. So they they wrapped up steeplechase. I would I expect know. they have. I'm a little bit behind. Okay. The uh, the uh, circle jerk subreddit that I am part of was ringing in the I, end of another. Yeah, I know adventure. they are because I'm two episodes. Uh, behind they just dropped the last one and like it's very very clear that this has been end game for like two episodes yeah you know nice. um so yeah anyway uh anyway. enough of this front matter that has leaked into the middle of the show yes it is now time for the mid matter it is time for what i love about Moses. yeah paul i know that you said that you've um you know, got to hold off on the the love that you were planning on sharing for this week. Uh, but it might in some ways be just as well, uh, because I have some audio love to share this week. Uh, some audio love for something I know you love as well. Oh, shit. And uh, we've talked about this previously. It is possibly uh, the greatest, but certainly one of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. Mm-hmm. That's right, folks. It is Super Meat Boy. And uh, I just wanted to scroll through, roll through uh, a few of my favorite tracks yeah. from Wonder, which is this fantastic soundtrack. And this is, of course, Boy Meets Girl. It's the intro movie. And um, ah, just so lovely. Just that, like, immediately into that kind of 50s uh you know 60s style style rock vibe which it's it's letting you know where it's going or so you might think because the thing is that this game goes so fucking hard on the music because mm-hmm. here we are with the main theme which just rips ass that absolutely that new metal guitar edge and like this is emblematic of Super Meat Boy because the game absolutely will, will burn you. It is fucking difficult. So good. Yeah. So good. And you're going like, wow, this is intense. I wonder if this game can possibly keep up with the soundtrack that, I mean, it's just you know, start. that starts this hard. But the answer is, oh, yeah. And we might as well just jump straight into Forest Funk. I mean, I, uh, I hope you would. Yeah. So this is, you know, Chapter one, Light World. I'm not planning on hitting any of the Dark World tracks, uh, but if you uh, have a, a desire for me to, just call it out. 
Um, and I'm also not going to hit every every world, uh, let alone all the bosses. But here's Forest Funk. That baseline. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the fuzzy synth that kicks in. And you're just waiting for it. Here it comes. The drums on this whole soundtrack. It's just absolutely killer. Like... Yeah, feels good. It sure does. It sure does. And um, in this particular instance, I do think that we also need to go all the way through to the boss, the Battle of Little Slugger, the boss for World for Chapter One. The world is on fire, squirrels are on fire, everything's on fire. Well, operatic kind of metal vibes. Absolutely. That big chunky guitar coming in. I'm getting like system of a down as well. And it just gets wild. It just gets wild. And what I love about the Battle of Little Slugger is that this is a harbinger where the soundtrack is going to go from here. Because mm. it's World One is literally the only world in the game that has a light tone to it, apart from you know World Seven, the extra, the mm. extra extra hard levels um, where you are, of course, Bandage Girl, which I never quite got to, as you know, I'm yes. so painfully close to it. Um, so. I'm going to skip World 2 and get us straight to the Salt Factory, World 3. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will uh, go with Cano Salt here. Yeah. It's like... Just subtle but it's it's pressing it's like and that that really distorted it's like it's gone through a, a tape recorder back and forth five times yeah that tapping sort of that weird like yeah freaky tapping yeah, yeah. absolutely and i mean at this point in the game too uh we're getting a little seasonally appropriate here because i think you've got a little bit a little bit of a spooky vibe going on here um and i do think it's worth going to where world three ends with the fa fast track to brown town <laughs> yeah. so good it's just so good I remember the Super Meat Boy soundtrack would automatically play in your truck. That's because I bought the CD and I just kept it in there all the time. <laughs> I know, it was I, literally the only thing that I listened I, to for like three years or something. But it's all you, it's all you need. <laughs> it was all I needed. It's like some of the best driving music ever. Yeah. Um, towards that point, uh, I think that I'm going to skip actually to the Chapter 4 boss, Meat Golem. 
could be a Spelunky boss as well. It could until it gets to this part. <laughs> And that's a baller move that Danny B-Style makes right there, where, like, you could just loop that a little longer, but he jumps straight into this weird bridge. Yeah. Like, amazing. Just incredible, incredible video game composition skills. Um, and uh, only because um, I want to be somewhat somewhat mindful here, um, I do, uh, I'm going to jump us to uh, to the Chapter 6 levels which is the final regular chapter in the game. And because there was It Ends for Chapter 5, them jumping straight past, <laughs> this is It Ends 2, or It Ends it ends 2, End Harder. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I did, I did hear this song over and over, over as and I tried over, beating yeah. the boss. I mean, I was on the penultimate level trying to get that fucking jump yeah. where you're just I just I wish I could play Super Meat Boy again but you can't because you can't play Super Meat Boy without this music without there's this music. no point <laughs> <laughs> I might have it in my Steam library with this music. I bet I, I you think. know what? I bet I have it on my Xbox 360. Oh, you almost if you still have your 360 then you you probably oh, have fuck, it on there. Man. Yeah. The problem is I need a I need an actual physical ethernet cable to get that thing uh connected. But hey. Hey. I could, I could buy myself an ethernet cable, you know. Why not? Spend and a, so spend I want to Oh yeah. There you go. Just spoil yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Shoot, man, I'll send you an Ethernet cable. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have six of them lying around. I've got a lot of them lying around. If you somehow have managed to divest yourself of every Ethernet cable, um, I definitely still have some. I've gotten rid of a number over the years. Um, so I wanted to wrap with uh, um, a level that I never got to play uh, to the soundtrack, but I certainly drove to it a lot. And it's McLarty Party People. It's the Chapter 7 levels. And it's just such a fun track. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, this is one of Orval's songs. Ah, excellent. Um, You're my little scruffing orbs. Oh, it didn't go where I thought it was going to, but it'll come oh, back yeah, around. Oh, yeah, because it drops back into the minor part here, yeah. But it's still cheery. It's still such, like, beautiful sunny day driving, you know? My little scruffing orbs, and I love you so much. Be my little orbs. You're my little Ovis. <laughs> thanks for Love fading. It. Thanks for fading out as I'm on the hook there. But hey, <laughs> it was necessary. It was okay. necessary because also I have no idea how that's going to actually come out. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine. 
you may I'll, you may find yourself compelled to re-record it on your end i don't know i'll fix um, it in post in terms of this so we'll fix it in post yeah in terms of it but uh yeah so that's a sampler of uh, of a good portion of the samples from the super meat boy soundtrack i love it so much i loved it so much that uh, as paul mentioned i literally listened to nothing else in my car for for years or at least i would alternate it with uh with my ipod hookup and you know throw on a, a few tracks here and there but then i'd come right back to the super meat boy soundtrack and yeah if you try and buy it now sadly Mm. there was a little bit of a legal fallout between team meat and danny baranowski and uh you just can't get it with the original soundtrack anymore which is uh really sad but i'm 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 one ethernet cable away there we go there we go um, so yeah, Moses, as you alluded to, um, I was going to share a few selections from the Armored Core 6 soundtrack, which I swear two days ago I was listening to on Spotify, doesn't seem to be there. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. Every game soundtrack is on YouTube. Also, no longer there. Also used to be there. So I'm assuming there's some sort of rights dispute or something going on. Uh, but anyway, next week, hopefully, I can share a few of those. Um, Absolutely. But in the meantime, I think we'll progress to the next feature of the show. It's time for Tell Me About. And Moses, this week, I would appreciate it if you would tell me about which uh, cantrip from 5e would you choose? Oh, Huh. I and, see. Uh, I don't You've know. You've turned them all. it on me. You've turned it on me. Did, it, uh, did you do cantrip specifically with me? Yeah. Okay. No, shit. not with you. Not with you. Oh. Not um with, with Severin. Oh, fuck. Okay. I knew no, it but this sort is, of but rung this a bell. Good, but yeah. You know, because I, I, I've done this to you previously right. uh, in terms of a question that, that you've asked previously. And um, I am going to have to. Uh, pull up the reference here to to cruise through it a little bit so that i i know what i'm looking at and that yeah. i'm not and uh yeah and again this is um from the idea of like what you would want to get through life and i'm pretty sure i know what the answer to this is although it's it's a little bit tough hmm. it's a little bit it, it's a little bit tough and i'll tell you why so you know as tempting as it is to say that I would take vicious mockery. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not actually my style. So let me tell you the, um, it is truly between two very specific cantrips. Uh, and the first one is the one that I, I was assuming would be my go-to um, until it occurred to me that there is a second option. Hmm. Um, the first option that, it just seems like it would be absolutely the thing to do is press digitation. Mm. And the reason is that press digitation lets you do the following. You can create an instantaneous harmless sensory effect. Uh, so, you know, your classic uh, magic tricks mm-hmm. or illusions. If you're Joe Bluth, incidentally, uh, as a quick aside, I got Angelica watching Arrested Development. We just wrapped season two. And the penultimate episode of season two is the, the super fourth wall breaking one. And it's so artfully done. It's where nice. it has the show within a show. And the narrator is commenting on how bad the narrator is in the show within a show. 
man, it's been years, but I will take your word for it. And then at the very end, he's like, and that's how you narrate a show. <laughs> so good. Um, you can instantly light or snuff out a candle, torch, or small campfire. So, you know, that's good. You can instantly clean or soil. You can instantly clean an object no larger than one cubic foot. And honestly, if there is one reason above all to take prestidigitation as your real life cantrip that you could enact, I, that's probably it. But you can also chill warm or flavor uh, up to a cubic foot of non-living material for an hour. And you can make a color, a small mark or a symbol appear on an object or surface for an hour. And you can create a non-magical trinket or an illusory image that can fit in your hand and that lasts until the end of... Oh, man. You know, Trinkets. A few, Six sec. It lasts for six seconds, so you know it's not really. It would be fun. Yeah, but it would be pretty cool. However, it's a tough decision because artificers, bards, clerics, druids, sorcerers, and wizards all can also learn the mending cantrip. So it repairs a single break or tear in an object you touch, such as a broken chain link, two halves of a broken key, a torn cloak. You know, as long as the break or tear is no larger than one foot, and like. In D&D, that one foot is a limitation that's like makes it not broken to be able to do a lot of other things in, in game that would be very broken. But in real life, most of the things you want to repair that if you could just repair magically are less than one foot tears and things. I'm thinking especially of pants. <laughs> yes. You know, I was Split. I was squatting to pick up mm. my amplifier to put it in the car for practice the other day. Ripped a hole in the dang crotch. Mm. Because jeans are not meant for that motion. And uh, it's not such a large hole that the pants are unwearable. But dang, if I had mending, I could right. just magically, you know, mend that crotch hole. And um, it's tough. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a tough choice between mending and prestidigitation. But I'm actually ultimately going to give it to my initial thought, prestidigitation. And the reason for this is how many times do you like spill something? And you're like, God damn it. Yeah. Like I just washed these pants and now I have to put them right back into the, the washer again. Um, or like your friend, you know, spills something or a small child in a car or like any countless, you know, there's so many, so many cases where just that part of prestidigitation. And then in addition to that, it has the being able to light small fires or put them out. So you could prevent fun. a fire from getting a lot worse as long as it's like very small. Mm -hmm. uh, but you could also light a small fire and, you know say you're camping and it's kind of dank out and you know misty and you such a pain in the ass to get that fire going but with this spell no problem it's like having a tiny little like culinary torch type mm -hmm. level of fire lighting ability not to mention soiling someone cuts you off in traffic you soil their pants for them now paul i can soil my own pants very well thank you right now no you're soiling <laughs> the the other the person's dressers. pants yes I, I and it doesn't even have yeah, to yeah, be I, it could just be literal dirt, that sort of soil. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just had to yeah. bite at the at the proffered, yeah. Uh, you know, joke there. Even though you're always biting thing. at the proffered, Moses. That's uh, yes. I've always said about it's you. I've been biting at the prophet though. <laughs> um, but Paul, I'm going to ask you if you are willing to bite at a, a, a different type of tell me about, mm -hmm. as uh, we are here in Spooktober, as some call it, uh, the the spooky, scary month. I am going to. Uh, you, you've done something kind of similar with me previously. This is in two parts. Um, in the first part, I am going to name a, a haunt or ghoul of some, some sort or category. 
And I'm asking you to as quickly as you possibly can, and this is where it resembles tasks you've had me do for this segment in the past, um, give me a specific one that is the first one that comes to mind. So don't take time thinking of your favorite. Just try and come up with the first specific instance from, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be from a game. It could be from a show or a movie or whatever Okay. Um, for, for each of these creatures. And I will be uh, writing them down as we go. So Skeleton. Um, Sans from uh, 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 that RPG, the Undertale. Sans from, from Undertale. Undertale. Oh, I yes. still need to play Undertale. Uh, zombie. The uh, zombie in a suit from uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, nice. Um, TVZ. Ghost. I mean, it's it was kind of a generic ghost in a sheet, but then I immediately thought of, I don't know if it's Inky, Blinky, Clyde, or... Pac-Man ghosts is fine. Unless yeah. there's a specific color you were thinking of. Who's the other ghost? Inky, Blinky, Clyde. Inky, Blinky... Rhymes with Inky and Blinky and Clyde. Okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, werewolf. Um, rise from your grave. Okay, Altered Beast. Mm -hmm. uh, witch. Gruntilda from Banjo-Kazooie. Vampire. The one and only apparent vampire in Vampire Survivors, who's the one in like the cover art. Okay. You never, yeah. you never survivors a vampire in that cover game. art, vamp. <laughs> Great, I love it. Um, and finally, a demon or devil. The 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 demon that's grabbing Doom Guy's wrist in the the Doom box art. Doom Guy, demon grabbing wrist. All right. <laughs> I am now going to paste these into. Uh, our chat here so that you don't have to uh, well maybe no i'll just i'll just share a screen with you that's gonna be easier okay um because i now would like you to order them in order of your favorites of uh these what seven characters slash creatures uh you want to do it in reverse order or uh you know um I'll, I'll i'll do it starting with number one my favorite your favorite and that is the Doom guy, demon grabbing Doom, wrist. The Doom guy, demon guy, it's demon just, grabbing wrist. Because I just love how fucked Doom guy is. His his the abs part of his armor has already been ripped away, and uh, you know, there's one demon who's like looking right at you, but even more so, it's the demon that already has a hold on on Doom guy. Um, number two is zombie from Plants vs Zombies. Yeah, suit uh, zombie. I almost ranked that game tonight, uh, meaning it. You is know what? I almost ranked that game tonight. Really? That's crazy. It's so good. It's, it's so really, good. it's a really, really good game. But Farmer RPG edged it out in terms of like I felt the priority to rank it. But I was like reflecting on how good that game is. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Vampire, because Vampire Survivors is just so good. Um, which comes next? Gruntilda the Witch. Yeah, because it's. It's like a wholesome, a wholesome. She's awful, but it's it's wholesome, you know. Fair enough. Um, let's see. It's probably got to be werewolf from Altered Beast. Altered Beast Wolf, uh, and then Ghost from Pac Man Ghosts. A Pac Man Ghost, and finally, 
And finally, I guess uh, good old uh, Sans, <laughs> Sans, as in the Sans of Time. It's actually Sans, Sans Comic Sans. Sans. All of his uh, dialogue. Again, having not played the game yet. Yes, that, no, yeah. it makes sense. But no, all yeah. of his dialogue is in Comic Sans. Oh, that's hilarious. And his yeah. name is Sans. Yeah. Nice, nice. So yeah, I, I do just want to take a moment. And yes, our, our, uh, our sadly, our viewers won't be able, listeners won't be able to view this, but I mean... Yeah, man, that is just really glorious. Yeah, the the the, the demon grabbing. Doom Did that uh, properly share the? Uh... I saw it for a moment. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and that one, the he foreground. looks kind of like he's laughing or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, like he's having fucked. a good time. Yeah, it, yeah, it's good stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. Oh man, most excellent. Uh, I will just ask you to close this segment out what you think the first werewolf is that comes to mind for me. It is a video game werewolf who I spent oh, entirely too much time Ram with. Rampage? No. No. <laughs> uh, video game werewolf. It, it, it is, of course, this just came up on, on Reddit today through an unrelated, for, vaguely related from soft issue, but it is very specifically that first werewolf in Bloodborne of course of course because i tried to punch him to death and that didn't go so yeah. well for me and two hours later i was like paul this game is too hard it is if if you do it that way yeah yeah definitely i'm sure somebody has probably beaten that game using nothing but fists but that person is not me <laughs> and even still they skipped that werewolf because you're not supposed to <laughs> not supposed to kill him i don't understand how i didn't wind up in the hunter's dream that's the one thing that i somehow I, or somehow I skipped out of it without selecting a weapon, but that doesn't seem likely, but irrelevant. Anyway. I mean, well, you just moses your way out of it. It's, I guess I did. Yeah. Also, it was Dave release. It's possible that I hit a glitch. It is possible. It is possible. It's not impossible. So, you know, <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for telling me about some of your favorite ghoulies absolutely and with that i think it's time for the final feature of our show it's time for make my game this week coming from thunderblast games is body craze which is all one word huh what do you think i mean i'm i'm getting sort of uh uh homunculi imagery of a fleshy katamari <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty horrendous yeah um, it is spooktober though it is all. spooktober yeah i'm definitely good with uh with that i'm i'm absolutely good with uh so when you said homunculi my first thought was um the the kind of classic homunculus uh like the little demon person inside the brain of the person oh is that the oh interesting oh i didn't yeah. know it was from the latin homunculus a little man or miniature human is a distorted representation of the human body based on a neurological map of the areas and proportions of the human brain dedicated to processing motor functions i think i was just sort of tossing out a fancy word it's not it seems like um what am i thinking of where it's like a a patchwork creation well, that is like, also i think that is also it has also come to uh 
uh, like a homunculus says per Wikipedia, a representation of a small human being originally depicted as a uh, statues made out of clay, but they've been popularized. And the term I think has definitely been used as that kind of like patchwork human thing. But I actually feel like hmm. in terms of approaching the design of um, body craze, that both of these could be very relevant. Yeah. Um, Cause particularly the idea of like a little kind of, uh, little devil man that uh, can hop into and operate different beings. Uh, yes, this has been done in a few different variants, but I feel like for a game called Body Craze, it really fits. Um, but I'm also liking your Katamari, Frankensteinian, whatever, element of of like not just, you know, running into normal people to make them do different stuff. Like all, uh, um, God, what was that game called from... Um, uh, double fine you know what yeah. i'm thinking of yeah. right yeah um but that instead it uh it has something more to do with uh a little bit more of some some ghastly situations with everything being uh as rick and morty once put it all cronenberged up yeah and i'm also like what if it was sort of fractally where there's the the man inside the brain but then mm -hmm. deeper the man inside that brain and maybe this arm also has a man inside and, and a man inside. And then you, you zoom back out of all that mess. And then there's your one person. And maybe, the, uh, you know. But that the, one person. The, the is game a, part of it is, is a little nebulous. But that's philosophically, at least, that's what I'm seeing. Uh, okay. I can I can go with this. Because think about this in terms of the game part of this. Um, you have different levels of these homunculi. Um, and they are fighting for control. So you are just one of them at any given level of operation. And you are, you're trying to ascend to take control of, oh, I like it. Yeah. This, this bigger, uh, person, but I, I think I like this, um, get a little Godric grafted on this, um, and getting back to that Cronenbergian piece as the game like develops, um, the person is becoming progressively more monstrous with more homunculi entering the frame by trying to attach themselves. Uh, and so you're like, you're in a fight with yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes trying to literally like rip off an appendage or an extra head or, yeah. you know, um, the question is, what do you need to do um, mechanically in order to gain power? You, you, you decided to throw a punch. Let's mm -hmm. say, and as the punch is being thrown, everything slows down. You then zoom in to the arm that is throwing the punch, and there is some sort of psychological profile or or battle of wits or contest of sorts that's happening there that can influence maybe the trajectory, maybe the strength, both you know of of this punch. What if it's in a um, kind of. Uh... Finding of Isaac esque aesthetic, um, where it's like machinery that when you when you do the zoom in uh, in the slowdown, so there's just like very organic, creepy machinery that yeah. you're that you're fleshy machinery that you're operating and trying to flip the right switches, turn the right dials um, in, in the right time. So in in a way that very many video games, um, or certainly very many video games that have a Twitch type element to them are ultimately kind of a rhythm game, whether the music is, is, is there or not, but that there is a, yeah. a kind of trying to get these things in the right sequence and, and like, 
to get it all to happen. Yeah. And, and it so could even be, I could even see this being like uh, a multiplayer versus. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, in fact, that's actually where it most naturally suggests itself to, to yeah. being is like, you could go into a, like say four, even four player. And in this moment it'll go. So you've got almost like a, um, I, what am I, what am I thinking of here? Um, Quop esque <laughs> component going on. Um, but then like when it goes into like this battle moment, it might go into like a four player split screen where everybody's got their own little fleshy chamber that they're trying to do the stuff inside of to see who can come out on top. Or it could even be simultaneous and, and asynchronous where someone is controlling the 2d fighting game avatar mm -hmm. but at the exact same time. There are people within the avatar performing these functions, fighting oh, these little, be... little fights. Yeah. So it could actually be, um, I, now I'm seeing how body craze could have both a co-op and a versus modes yeah. to it. And I do feel like the more we dig into this, the more I'm thinking like, it's just a multiplayer game. Yeah. It's, it's not even optimized to be a single player experience. Uh, it's played in, in short bouts, you know, mm -hmm. um, but with these kind of uh, asymmetrical controls and these different levels of operation going on. Yeah. I like it. It's a little mushy, a little weird. I, I'm still having a little trouble truly visualizing it, but I feel like we've nonetheless described an, enough mechanical elements that there would be something to work with. There, there's a game called Plug and Play, which is very different from the game that we're describing, but it's about human beings as sockets and fitting into each other, and <laughs> it gets sexual. Of course. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it takes maybe 30 minutes to play from start to finish it's probably like two dollars or something uh but one thing of that game that that kept coming back to me while we were discussing this was there'll be like a hundred dudes and they're all running in a direction and you're just you're hearing this yeah. clamor of footsteps and like i i like that sort of large scale multiplayer kind of thing yeah absolutely only like you're hearing like the pulsing of blood and the mm -hmm. bending of you know, snapping of tendons or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, like definitely some grotesquerie going on in this for sure. But with a name like body craze, how could it not right. be? And speaking of body craze, that is our game this week from Thunderblast games. It's body craze. Bring us to the final bit of the show here, Moses, any uh, final thoughts from you? Yeah, I would, uh, Pretty much just say as we're we're coasting into the back end of October, it's a little bit early for me to be wishing anybody a happy Halloween. We'll get there. We will. We will, in fact, get there. Uh, but if you are starting to contend with the fact that these days are shorter, this is the moment to get out ahead of it. Do whatever research you might need to do if you're starting to feel, feel seasonally affected because it's only going to be darker, shorter days for some coming months. Um, so, you know, some of us get hit by it more than others. I'm some, somewhere in the middle. I'm not particularly, I don't, I don't get a particularly hard version of, 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 of the sad, but all of us do to a certain degree. We need, uh, sunlight as stimulus to make our brains feel good. So, uh, you know, take care of yourselves in that respect. Yeah. Good advice. And, uh, thanks for being here with us as per usual. Yeah, absolutely. Paul, thanks for holding it up of course and thanks to everyone out there for listening to this week's episode of paul and moses play if you have a question a comment or a suggestion you can email us at paul and moses play at gmail.com 
We'll see you next week. And until then, never, never stop, stop playing. playing.